Chapter Thirteen of the Gold of Fairney Lee. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Gold of Fairney Lee. Chapter Thirteen. The Gold of Fairney Lee. Randall and Jean went to the old woman and comforted her though they could not understand what she meant she cried and sobbed and threw her arms about but by degrees they found out all the story when randall had told her how all he saw in fairyland was changed when he touched his eyes with the water from the bottle the old woman remembered many tales that she had heard about some charm known to the fairies which helped them to find things hidden and to see through walls and stones then she had got the bottle from randall and had stolen out meaning to touch her eyes with the water and try whether that was the charm and whether she could find the treasure spoken of in the old rhymes she went between the camp o rink and tweed water clear and to the place which lay between the wetland and the dry that is between the marsh and the cattrail here she had noticed the three great stones which made a kind of chamber on the hillside and here she had anointed her eyes with the salt water of the bottle of tears then she had seen through the grass she declared and through the upper soil and she had beheld great quantities of gold and she was running with the bottle to tell randall and to touch his eyes with the water that he might see it also but out of fairyland the strange water only had its magical power while it was still wet on the eyelashes this the old nurse soon found for she went back to the three standing stones and looked and saw nothing only grass and daisies and the fairy bottle was broken and all the water spilt this was her story and randall did not know what to believe but so many strange things had happened to him that one more did not seem impossible so he and jean took the old nurse home and made her comfortable in her room and jean put her to bed and got her a little wine and an oat cake then randall very quietly locked the door outside and put the key in his pocket it would have been of no use to tell the old nurse to be quiet about what she thought she had seen by this time it was late and growing dark but that night there would be a moon after supper of which there was very little lady kerr went to bed but randall and jean slipped out into the moonlight they took a sack with them and randall carried a pickaxe and a spade they walked quickly to the three great stones and waited for a while to hear if all was quiet then jean threw a white cloak round her and stole about the edges of the camp and the wood she knew that if any wandering man came by he would not stay long where such a figure was walking the night was cool the dew lay on the deep fern there was a sweet smell from the grass and from the pine wood 
in the meantime randall was digging a long trench with his pickaxe above the place where the old woman had knelt as far as he could remember it he worked very hard and when he was in the trench up to his knees his pickaxe struck against a stone he dug round it with the spade and came to a layer of black burnt ashes of bones beneath these which he scraped away was a large flat stone on which his pick had struck it was a wide slab of red sandstone and randall soon saw that it was the lid of a great stone coffin such as the ploughshare sometimes strikes against when men are ploughing the fields in the border country randall had seen these before when he was a boy and he knew that there was never much in them except ashes and one or two rough pots of burnt clay he was very disappointed it had seemed as if he was really coming to something and behold it was only an old stone coffin however he worked on till he had cleared the whole of the stone coffin lid it was a very large stone chest and must have been made randall thought for the body of a very big man with the point of his pickaxe he raised the lid in the moonlight he saw something of a strange shape he put down his hand and pulled it out it was an image in metal about a foot high and represented a beautiful woman with wings on her shoulders sitting on a wheel randall had never seen an image like this but in an old book which belonged to the monks of melrose he had seen when he was a boy a picture of such a woman the monks had told him that she was fortune with her swift wings that carry her from one person to another as luck changes and with her wheel that she turns with the turning of chance in the world the image was very heavy randall rubbed some of the dirt and red clay off and found that the metal was yellow he cut it with his knife it was soft he cleaned a piece which shone bright and unrusted in the moonlight and touched it with his tongue then he had no doubt any more the image was gold randall knew now that the old nurse had not been mistaken with the help of the fairy water she had seen the gold of fairy lee he called very softly to Jeanie, who came glimmering in her white robes through the wood looking herself like a fairy he put the image in her hand and set his finger on his lips to show that she must not speak then he went back to the great stone coffin and began to grope in it with his hands there was much earth in it that had slowly sifted through during the many years that it had been buried but there was also a great round bowl of metal and a square box randall got out the bowl first it was covered with a green rust and had a lid in short it was a large ancient kettle such as soldiers use in camp randall got the lid off and behold it was all full of very ancient gold coins not greek nor roman but like such in use in britain before julius caesar came the box was of iron 
on the lid in the moonshine jeanie could read the letters s p q r but she did not know what they meant the box had been locked and chained and clamped with iron bars but all was so rusty that the bars were easily broken and the lid torn off then the moon shone on bars of gold and on great plates and dishes of gold and silver marked with letters and with what randall thought were crests many of the cups were studded with red and green and blue stones and there were beautiful plates and dishes purple gold and green and one of these fell and broke into a thousand pieces for it was of some strange kind of glass there were three gold sword hilts carved wonderfully into the figures of strange beasts with wings and heads like lions randall and jean looked at it and marvelled and jean sang in a low sweet voice between the camp o rink and tweed water clear lie nine kings ransoms for nine hundred year nobody ever saw so much treasure in all broad scotland jean and randall passed the rest of the night in hiding what they had found part they hid in the secret chamber of fairnilee of which only jean and lady ker and randall knew the secret the rest they stowed away in various places then randall filled the earth into the trench and cast wood on the place and set fire to the wood so that the next day there was nothing there but ashes and charred earth you will not need to be told what randall did now that he had treasure in plenty some he sold to france to the king henry the second and some in rome to the pope and with the money which they gave him he bought corn and cattle in england enough to feed all his neighbors and stock the farms and sow the fields for next year and fairney lee became a very rich and fortunate house for randall married jean and soon their children were playing on the banks of the tweed and rolling down the grassy slope to the river to bathe on hot days and the old nurse lived long and happy among her new bairns and often she told them how it was she that really found the gold of fairnilee you may wonder what the gold was and how it came there probably father francis the good melrose monk was right he said that the iron box and the gold image of fortune and the kettle full of coins had belonged to some regiment of the roman army the kettle and the coins they must have taken from the britons the box and all the plate were their own and brought from italy then they in their turn must have been defeated by some of the fierce tribes beyond the roman wall and must have lost all their treasure that must have been buried by the victorious enemy and they again must have been driven from the strong camp at rink either by some foes from the north or by a new roman army from the south so all the gold lay at fairnilee for many hundred years 
never quite forgotten as the old rhyme showed but never found till it was discovered in their sore need by the old nurse and randall and jean as for randall and jean they lived to be old and died on one day and they were buried at dryburg in one tomb and a green tree grows over them and the tweed goes murmuring past their grave and past the grave of sir walter scott the end end of the gold of fairney lee by andrew lang